Good day, everybody. I'm David Irvin. I'm a leadership development specialist and a best-selling author, and we want to welcome you to the Leaders Navigator podcast. The premise is simple. The podcast will provide you with insights for living and leading the authentic way, so you'll be better equipped to amplify your positive impact as a difference maker in any area of your life. What's uniquely special is that I'm doing this podcast together with my daughter, Haley. I'm super excited about this opportunity to work jointly on this project we are both so passionate about. So Haley, it is always great. Love I love it. working with you. I love, here's another episode. So what there have you been teaching students this week about uh, authenticity? You're uh, giving them back to, to, back to the grind. Back to the grind. I always, uh, it's so funny. I start every, every year I start my English courses with a unit on identity and my students always roll their eyes because now they've come to expect it, but I always try to do different things, but it's such an important self for like self-reflective unit and identity appears in arguably all texts in some form or other. Um, we're looking at who we are and who the world is and how we fit into the world. And, um, it's always my favorite in terms of teenagers because teenagers love to write about themselves. Um, so yeah, so we're just, we're, we're just doing a passage about what defines you, but Walt Whitman, this has been our, we've been looking at, you know, the classic poet, Walt Whitman, dad, you and I both love Walt Whitman. I learned about him from you. Um, you actually gave me, I remember back in university, my first year university poetry class, and you gave me his, uh, his anthology and that I think you'd had from grandma. Um, but yeah, so, so this week we were looking at verse 20 of song of myself, uh, which is all just about, it's fascinating. It's about accepting death as something inevitable. Uh, but some of my favorite lines, um, I know I am deathless. I know I am August. I do not trouble my spirit to vindicate itself or be understood. I exist as I am. That is enough. And just full acceptance of who he is, but also who he is and, and who humanity is not trying to change it. The good, the bad, the ugly celebrating yourself and recognizing that, you know, death of the body is one thing, but legacy lives on. And, you know, I am deathless and I exist as I am. I am enough. Just really powerful words. And I mean, he wrote these, you know, 1800s, you know, and yet, you know, it's still relevant today, you know? And so, yeah. So fascinating guy. I love Walt Whitman. I know you love Walt Whitman too, dad. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I need to keep being reminded that I'm enough and yeah. that our presence is enough and that who we are will live on no matter what, that we make a difference here. And we all need to know that we make a difference. Hey, exactly. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, I don't, I don't know what level teenagers can grasp that notion, but uh, what was their response to it? They seem pretty clicked on the idea of, of not fearing death. Um, and I, you know, and, and, and not to sit and wallow in, in darkness, but to, you know, recognize that even darkness has a place. Um, Walt Whitman wrote um, a lot about grass as a metaphor. And why I find that so powerful is that grass is the ultimate symbol of democracy and it, it exists and it grows anywhere and everywhere. Um, so it grows, you know, he, he wrote after the civil war, um, and grass was growing literally out of the bodies. It sounds macabre, but it was literally growing out of these, you know, these bodies of these men who had given their lives. And it was that sense of renewal and the circle of life and who we are and our physical bodies 
may have passed away, but it becomes food for the creatures underneath and for the grass to grow. Uh, and your legacy can live on. You are deathless. Um, and even your, you know, your body serves a purpose and anyway, going on and on, but just a really, you know, powerful poet about recognizing that, you know, we're all connected, all of humanity's connected and, you know, we've got to celebrate ourselves and who we are in this moment and to not fear death. Anyway, they, I don't know how much of that they grasped <laughs> being teenagers. Um, but they sure liked the idea of, you know, not whining and sniveling and wallowing, but instead accepting all of us as no man and all man at the same time, which I thought was kind of cool. Well, it's an interesting reflection as I walk in the forest behind our home, you know, that forest well, yeah. and uh, I see all the dying trees and how they die and decay and, mm -hmm. and make room for new growth. And, exactly. and it's all part of the cycle of life. And then we run into the bear that's been inhabiting there, gorging on the berries behind our house and, oh and uh, loves to tease the dog. So life, <laughs> hey? Yeah. So I, am, I am very curious. I want to explore with you today mm. the notion of clowns. Now, yeah. you, had, you had a significant experience in your university. I did. Of, of going to a month-long clown class. I and did. I am really interested from an authentic perspective, the notion of masks, the notion of bringing our true self out. And I am really curious today what you learned about life and about authenticity oh. and impacting the world in a one month clown class. So paint us the picture yeah. and give us oh. the, tell us the story of that. I love talking about clown. Uh, my degree originally before I went and studied education was in drama. Um, and uh, one of we, for our final fourth year credit, we needed to take a performance credit. Um, and I worked part-time. I, I didn't really have much of a time in my schedule to be able to devote to do a full-on production the way the rest of my peers did. So the other option was a summer intensive in clown. And when I heard that option by my advisor, I was, I was like, oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. Like, I remember actually talking to mom on the phone being like, so, um, yeah, thanks for supporting me in university. I have to take a clown class. <laughs> thanks. Um, <laughs> um, and you know, hearing these other people who had taken clown, like I love, I have a lot of really close friends from my drama program, but some of them are really wacky and they would say, oh yeah, my clown persona. Yeah my clown persona, you know, and they talk about their clown persona in third person. Uh, one of my, my friends only like in their clown persona only squeaked. They didn't speak. They just squeaked. And they used a little like bike horn to squeak. And I was like, this is weird. This is weird. I can't do this. I don't know if I can do this, but I took it, um, with one of my professors, Jan Henderson, who changed my life. Um, and it's this beautiful course because of the way it's structured. Um, and so clown, uh, as a performance technique, it, it, it goes back, you know, you can look at the history of clown all the way back to, you know, like fools in medieval era. Um, you know, the fools that would come and present for, for royalty all the way up to, you know, the, the comedians that we see these great physical comedy, um, geniuses like Rowan Atkinson with Mr. Bean, um, or Charlie Chaplin, um, or any of these great physical comedians. Um, even Zach Galifianakis in modern day does a lot of this, um, uh, you know, just really powerful stuff. Um, and so anyway, yeah, so I started to get more sold on it, but the way it's structured, 
Um, Jacques Lecoq was a, uh, a, French, uh, a French performer and he came up with this method that, that we followed. And so um, you start by understanding neutral mask and what neutral mask is, and it's a mask and clown workshop because it, it, the two go hand in hand. And so, so for the first week you understand neutral mask. And so what neutral mask is, it's a plain white mask that covers the whole face. You dress in full black. Uh, and it's understanding that you represent, actually funny enough, like Walt Whitman, no man and every man at the same time. You're supposed to represent all of humanity collectively and also represent nobody in particular. It's a complete neutral representation of what it means to be human. Um, and so it's, it's about just removing all sense of, of personality from your body, starting from square one, complete neutral. Um, and so, and you're not allowed to speak because the mask covers your mouth. Um, and you explore that, what that looks like in terms of, you know, color work you look at, and this, this sounds very, this sounds very crunchy granola, I know, but it was a really profound therapeutic exercise, um, for just even little things like paying attention to the little quirks you have when you walk and trying to get rid of that, the, the standing in a pure neutral stance, right? I, I know I always lean on my left foot and I, you know, try to perch with my right foot. And I, I kind of have that habit of balancing my weight, but you have to get rid of that. You have to stand totally neutral and be present and react. So once you learn neutral mask, um, you move on to sculpting masks. And so there's three versions of masks that you sculpt. Um, and the process with, with Jan, with Jan Henderson, my prof, um, you first sculpt a mask out of clay and it's all about being intuitive and going through the pro and just feeling the clay. Actually, she makes you do it blindfolded. It's pretty crazy. It's very artsy. Um, and you, you sculpt the mask and you let you feel the clay and you understand what that means. Then when she deems that it's ready, you deem that it's ready. You can see the mask and see the face and creature that's been revealed. Uh, and then you um, use uh, um, paper mache, cover it, um, and then you understand what its color is. You do some exploration with color work and different energy colors with, and what, what does green energy represent and what does that look like on stage? Uh, and so you create the first creature, your first mask. Uh, and then we had to write uh, a monologue based on that character that's created with the mask. Um, and mine was a, a big green frog type thing. Uh, and so my monologue that I created was about, and we had to perform it, you know, you put the mask on, you take the mask off, you discover, you know, what costumes go with this character. So you create a character. Uh, and mine was about the frog King, who's a protector of the swamp and likes to be a, you know, an advocate for the misfits and um, to make sure that all of these weird creatures in the swamp were taken care of. Um, and so that was the first mask. And then the second mask, we repeated the process a second time. Um, and, uh, so that mask that came out of that one, um, was like a, an anxious, um, flighty kind of goblin creature. Um, anyway, that's what came out of that one. And then we did it a third time. And that one was, um, I had a, it was kind of a, a silent stoic character that just sat and reflected and watched. And then she revealed to us, this is even before we've even met our clown personas. This is even before clowning as an art form. This is like week two here. Um, and she reveals that, you know, each of these masks represent different elements of your personality. Um, and it's, it's about recognizing, okay, so like, actually, what is the frog king in my personality, but it's, it's about recognizing the underdog. And, you know, I can see that in my teaching and, you know, supporting the, the, the all these different creatures that come together and work together in an ecosystem. Oh, that's kind of like teaching. So I thought that was interesting. And then, 
you know, anxiety and the anxious kind of goblin creature. And, you know, it's about, you know, finding ground grounding and, and finding stability in that. Uh, and then the third one was about, you know, being the watcher and the observer and the listener and, and sitting back and watching. And I recognize all of these elements of my personality. Um, and so it was a really powerful exercise of self-reflection and we haven't even gotten to math or to, to clown work yet. So once we've done all of that, then you can finally get into clown and really truly at the core of what clown is the way it was described to me is it's about, it's your inner child, but you're not performing as a child you're performing as but it's keeping these elements of childlike wonder with you as a performer so it's accepting all offers that are presented to you and accepting the world around you just just openly and being curious and explore exploring um and you're not judging anything um the best metaphor that jan henderson explained or the way she explained this um, is a, if a clown has an ice cream cone and the ice cream cone falls, how does the clown truly feel about that? And it's following that emotion. Um, and so it's, it's, it's improv, it's reacting, it's, it's really being in touch with your emotions. It's not trying to do what society wants you to do. It's just reacting to what you need at that moment. Um, and then once you meet your clown personas, it's, it's such a blast because it's all of these university students playing dress up in these, these, this closet that my professor brings with her to all of these different workshops. And, um, you know, there's all of these props and costumes and you just go and you explore and you put costumes on and it's, it was really freeing to just be you know, 21 playing dress up with a bunch of my peers. I had a peer in there who was a, a comedian, a stand-up comedian. He was in his early thirties. He just heard about this course, wanted to learn about it. So he was in there. I had, um, you know, some, some people who'd flown in all the way from Quebec to explore this course with my prof. Um, and then, so, so you get your red nose. That's quite, that's an, the, the, the way that these clown performers discuss it, that red nose uh, is a mask in and of itself, but you put on the nose that and then you become the clown. Um, and, you know, we discovered what is the makeup going to look like? What do different colors do? You know, what is the power of the color white on a, on a face versus the color red versus the color blue and splashes of color. Um, and a big part of it, you go to the thrift store and you go exploring with all your friends in clown, which was mortifying, but so fun. Uh, and then eventually once you have your clown persona, our, our, uh, our prof held a birthday for us where she brought us all cake and we celebrated the birth of our inner child. Um, and then we actually go roving, which is when you take your clown persona out in public and you explore, which was such a, for somebody who, you know, with, with anxiety and everything, like that was a, a whole different level for me, but it was so fun to do something. So what was scary. that like? Oh my gosh. I, I, you know, at first you always go through these, but these waves of like, oh my God, somebody's going to see me. Like I'm wearing mismatched socks and I've got clown makeup on and a nose and a giant skirt. Like, oh my God. And I'm with this one, like hanging out with this one guy who's wearing these giant oversized underwear and a cape. And then the peace officer comes up and he like, you know, asking, why are you only wearing underwear and a cape? And this guy is in clown. Like he's not given anything. And he just pretends to just kind of have a good time with these peace officers. And I'm watching and I'm like, this guy's going to get a ticket. Oh my God. 
And then I realized he doesn't even have his ID because he's just wearing underwear with a cape. And I'm like, oh no, this looks so bad. Um, but the peace officers had a good sense of humor and they probably see this every summer with this clown workshop, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it was just such a moment of being so vulnerable in public, <laughs> um, as you're in this clown persona. Um, but then what was really neat is we went to the hospital, um, just by happenstance. I mean, you need actual permission to go in. So we just kind of spent time in the courtyard. Um, but you know, you see this, like this elderly gentleman who got pushed out in a wheelchair by his wife. Um, and you know, we were able to, you know, I gave him a bandaid. That was my clown shtick was an ambulance clown. I only spoke in ambulance noises and then gave people band-aids. That was my thing anyway. Um, which also caretaking and taking care of people. I'm sure there's some level of authenticity there too. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just a really powerful moment just to see these people play and to explore as children, which is not like the idea of playing, like we, we don't even allow children to do that as often as we should, right? But just playing and exploring and feeling things deeply in, in the moment without trying to be something else. Um, yeah, it was a really beautiful experience. So, and then at the end, you guys came and, and got to see my, my clown performance with all my peers. Um, a clown turn is the appropriate term for it. Um, but yeah, and it was just such a, I, I think it's so funny of all of the cool things I got to do in my theater degree and all the cool things I did in my drama degree. It was my clown performance that I'm by far the most proud of just because it took so much introspection and, you know, long nights, paper macheing until two in the morning at the university and, you know, reflecting on these different sides of myself and going out in public in a red nose and crazy outfits. And yeah, it was a really, really, truly, truly powerful experience. So what, oh, this is beautiful. I don't think yeah. I've ever sat and really listened to oh. how the whole experience was for you. Amazing. So what was, what did you learn about yourself? What, how think... did it all come out? I mean, as a performer, I learned that I'm not an improviser. One of the masks, the middle mask, actually, funny enough, the anxious one, um, was uh, I, I figured, you know, some of these people just roll with it. They improvise it. They don't spend a night writing it up and, and just they just roll with it. They make it up. I can do that. And I, I and I I bombed. It was a total bomb. Um, I went up to perform this monologue from my second mask thinking I could improvise it and I couldn't. And it was a disaster. Um, and I was fighting back tears after it was terrible. And my prof pulled me aside and said, I think you just learned a lot just now. And I said, you're right. I did. I can't, I can't improvise. I have to, I have to plan things out. I'm not good at going with things on the fly. Um, and so, you know, being able to plan out what I can, that was a big one. Um, number two, the importance of play and letting go, um, and just how fun that is and, and how important that is. Um, and then I think, you know, and, and to give, and to give that space for, especially with working with all age groups, even adults, um, the importance of play and curiosity and exploration and judgment free and being not afraid to make mistakes and try things. And, you know, like our first day of clown course, we had to bring something that wasn't a hat that we had to wear as a hat. Like it was so fun. Um, and, you know, really gets me outside of my comfort zone. I'm not an extrovert. I, I prefer to, to sit and, and on my own and, and I'm not this big gregarious outgoing person, but I kind of had to be, and it was, 
it was really neat to, to recognize that that's okay too, that that's a part of myself that I can, I can love too. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So challenging to get outside your comfort zone and to, to try these things. Reminds me just a little bit of my improv class that I took 100%. and I realized I 100%. suck at improv because oh, I, I, I like the same way I, I get over anxious and it was really good for me to practice, to let go of that. All you could do is learn. You couldn't fail at this, but it was a great learning for me to, to recognize that uh, it's not my strength. And it, part of it is that sense of just not being able to just let go yes. and just flow. Yes. And we could all grow in that area and recognize it's also not my strength as well. So we get this yeah. notion of masks. I'm, I'm very curious about the notion of masks and what you learned mm -hmm. from wearing masks, because we all wear masks, right? We come to work, we have a mask. Uh, we come to school, we have a mask. We have to perform with our friends. Like life is seemingly this performance yeah. and it creates tension. Uh, yeah. At the same time that it's real, what did what did you learn about this relationship with la masks and life? It's fascinating with that, right? Because, and I think there's always that that negative connotation about if you're wearing a mask, you're being fake. Um, and for some people, it's a way of survival, right? Like for some people, and it's also, I think it's it's recognizing we're going to wear different masks for different situations, and and that's okay. It's it's just it's all part of what it means to live in a world with other people. Um, and some people like, you know, we wear a mask to protect ourselves. Sometimes we wear a mask to get a job. Um, and, and that's okay. It's just, it's, 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 it's a way, what I really like about this experience, uh, in terms of like a self-reflection way is like by vision, by, by, by picturing, putting on these different masks, it's a really nice way to look at the different elements of yourself and these different elements of your personality by breaking it up into these different masks that you wear. Um, Cause it's unrealistic to think that we can be fully authentic ourselves in all situations. I would love to think that, but even, you know, I, I'm going to wear makeup and dress up nicely to go to work. That's kind of a mask in my professional self. It's a very different mask than when I'm lounging back with friends, right. Or when I'm at home with you guys, or when I'm by myself or hanging out with my dog. Um, and that's okay. It's just, I think masks can be a nice metaphor to recognize these different parts of ourselves. Um, and, um, you know, cause there, there's still you underneath it, right. But you can put on these different identities and take on these different roles and these different parts of your life. Right. And the one underneath is the one that you are when nobody's looking, but I mean, this is a whole sociology psychology lesson too, but really, truly, how do you separate yourself from who you are around other people? You can't, right? We're social creatures. That's, that's how humans have always evolved. We're social beings, right? And so I think masks, they can be a negative thing, but it can also be a really wonderful way to look at your different sides of yourself, these different parts of your identity, these different ways of authenticity, right? Well, I tell me if I'm wrong here, but my assumption is what you got from that experience is that my, my take on it is we all wear masks. Yes. But if you're conscious, yes. For example, um my what I would love to do is hang out in a t-shirt and shorts and flip-flops and and just uh hang out there. Now I'm going to present next week to a thousand people. And my authentic self is I'm going to come in flip-flops and a shorts. Uh but that's not that's not authentic because it doesn't meet my criteria for respect. 
Right. I don't respect others for me to show up that way. So I'm going to make a choice to put on dress clothes and to dress becomingly because uh, that is the most highest way that I can represent myself and respect the audience. Right. That's not inauthentic. Right. It's authentic because I'm making choice to do that. But I know myself enough that I also know that I need downtime to just hang with the people that I don't have to perform with. And when I can make a conscious choice, it actually takes it away from performing. I sucked at high school. I went to I, 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 I took drama classes and I sucked at it because the instructor said, you're acting. You're not being, and I was trying rather than being in that role. I was trying to act the role and, and I never stayed with it as an art form to work past that. But what am I saying here? I, 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 I need to get to the point so that when I am in my suit and I'm respecting the audience that I'm speaking to, I can then, when I'm making a choice, I can then relax and be who I am in that audience. Definitely. But I can wear a particular mask and it doesn't necessarily mean I'm inauthentic. What's your take on right. that? Absolutely. And I actually found from a personal experience, especially neutral mask, I think the, the pure white mask that you are no man and every man at the same time. And I say man very loosely. I mean, humankind, right? Um, because that for me was so freeing. Um, and I think this is also why I like the theater so much is that by putting on this mask, all of a sudden I didn't have to be anybody else. It was a way of being authentic by putting on a different neutral mask. I could just be and be present. I didn't have to worry about being myself. It was a really interesting way at the other end of the spectrum. They say neutral mask and clown are at opposite ends of the spectrum. And so you have to explore both. Um, But it was a really interesting way of being more present by putting on this mask because I didn't have to think about what I had to say. I didn't have to think about my posture, about how, what people thought of me. It was an absolute kind of reset, which I thought was, which I was not expecting. Um, and, uh, it kind of made me think there's this, uh, this, this guy is this reality TV show guy called RuPaul. I don't know. Have I talked to you about RuPaul before dad? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. So RuPaul runs this reality show, uh, for drag Queens, um, for Canada, for drag race is what it's called. And he has this quote, which I love, uh, is we're all born naked and the rest is drag and celebrating that. And so, you know, he uses drag here in the context of costumes and performance and and putting on different sides of yourself, depending on where you are, but saying that in a very positive light, right? That we're born neutral and everything from the rest of that, is that some kind of performance and that's okay. Right. And, and, you know, and then you, you can get into gender being a performance. That's a whole other can of worms. Right. But I just love that quote. We're all born naked and the rest is drag. The rest of it is just a performance. But what a cool thing to celebrate. Right. That we can we can we can celebrate and be there and and enjoy who we are in the space we're taking up and and the clothes we wear and the makeup we wear and, and how we present ourselves and the language we use. And it's okay to have different versions of our authentic self because we're, we're making a decision, like you said, right. To respect the people we're in and the space we're in. And that doesn't mean you're being inauthentic. It just means you're choosing a different authentic self to present. Um, And I think it's, it's just understanding mask work as you know, what parts am I going to show today? Who am I today? And and reflecting on that, like, what is the mask I'm going to choose to put on? And that's a good thing. You're not hiding. That's the thing with masks. You're not hiding. 
Um, you're just presenting a different side of yourself, um, which I think is so cool. And so, so against everything that I, I had understood about clown before that. It makes me think we should take people through a leadership course uh, oh. by taking them through a, a clown class. Yes. Oh my gosh. And it's everyone, as soon as you suggest it, everyone's like, you get this look of horror on everyone's face. Like, oh no, what are you going to get me to do? Um, but it's such a wonderful life-changing. I, I did it with my high school students a few years ago. I just had a particularly keen group of drama kids. Uh, and I walked them through this. And of course, I did not do it to the same beautiful level that Jan Henderson did, my, my clown prof. Um, she's an expert. She's a genius. Um, so but, you know, I, I did the best I could. And just even to just see their, 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 their openness um, to trying new things and playing with balls and, and toys and exploring the world and looking at trees and just exploring the world with that childlike wonder. Um, you can't buy that. Like such a powerful thing that we just don't, like adults, we don't play, but why not? <laughs> right? Like it's such an important part of childhood. So why do we stop playing as adults? There's something extremely invigorating in this story about just yeah. allowing ourselves permission yes. to, to just let that child come out, let yes. that spontaneous, fun-loving part of us to come out that doesn't care about how we look and what, how we come across. See? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's okay to put on different masks for that, right? Clown is a type of mask, right? It's a different version of yourself. It's a way to accept that, you know what, I can be a child, right? I can, who is my inner child? What did my inner child love? What movies did they love? What games did they love? Why did I lose that? Right? So I really loved that. That was a big part of the clown course too, is looking back in your childhood and, you know, and, and what gave you, what gave you joy, what we were terrified of and, and, and looking at these elements of who your inner child is. Um, really powerful. And also what, how important for authenticity, right? Like you look at children and they're, you know, they, they don't really have many different masks yet. <laughs> they're still new. They're freshly squeezed, right? They're, 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 they're brand new in the world and they haven't had the chance to make all these different masks yet for who they are. Um, so they're just exploring the world for the first time. And, you know, they say the funniest things. I love, gotta love it. <laughs> Lovely to go back and access that part of us before yes. we were wearing masks and before we had to feel like we had to fit in and yeah. be proper and be appropriate and yeah and uh, just allow that to come out. Well, that's lovely. Well, listen, just in, in closing, is there anything that you would like, any advice that you could give in terms of our application that you could make for the rest of us who haven't had the clown uh -huh. class? <laughs> What's the lesson? What's the lesson here? I think, you know, there's a a really... A fun kind of reflection, um, you know, to think about the different types of masks and the different types of people you are and your different elements of your life. Right. And, you know, how can you be your truest version, all these different versions, right. And, you know, the truest version of you as a parent or a spouse might be very different than the truest version of you at work. And that's okay. That's okay. Right. Cause it's still you. Right. And, and, and nodding. So, so that I think is one is just thinking about the different sides of your identity, the different types of masks that you wear, um, so that's a great one. The other one is not, in, not be, not being afraid to play, uh, and to explore and to actually just look around. Um, it really taught me, it was my favorite to walk to and from the university during this course. Cause you just, you start to notice things that you didn't notice before, like the way little kids do, right? Like little kids will pay attention when water, when it's raining and there's water 
pooling down the, the, the curb towards the drain and they play with that. They put their foot there and they watch the water go around their foot, right? And they, they, they play and they explore and they're so present, right? So finding these ways of just noticing uh, the world around you, notice the smells, notice the sounds, notice the sights. It's just a really great like moment to just be present um, in our everyday life. And, and, you know, so I think that those two things I think are, are hugely important and take a, take a clown class with Jan Henderson. She's great. <laughs> oh, you're muted, dad. Sorry, dad. <laughs> there we go. But you do have to, you do have to slow down. You yes. have to slow down and pay yes. attention Yeah. and let that emerge. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been absolutely delightful. I'll talk about clown forever. <laughs> I love clown. Yeah, I can tell you're a little passionate about this. <laughs> but I, I, I hope that you've awakened uh, for our listeners a, a, a little bit of a clown within each of us. <laughs> We're all born naked and the rest is drag. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, it's a good uh, title for the uh, episode. It's good. Eh? Yeah. So what are we grateful for? Oh, great question, dad. Uh, what am I grateful for? I am grateful for this season. I always find fall to be such a fascinating season because on one hand, it is a season of decay and, and dying and as we move towards winter. But for some reason, I think it's because back to school, it's, it's a season of hope. It's very funny. It's a very interesting dichotomy. Um, and it just, you know, fresh starts and, you know, just a really cool time of year. So, and I, I, I know I also love, I am a pumpkin spice girl. I do love my pumpkin spice. Um, so I, I do love all of that. And yeah. And I always, I know I always say this, but I always cherish this, this time of the week. What are you grateful for dad? Well, you know what? I wouldn't have thought of this at the first, but we have a little experience in improv you and I <laughs> for this one session a week, this we one do. episode. I don't have one note written down for preparation, and, except this, except the introduction. Um, <laughs> and then we just kind of play. Yeah. And I feel lighter, even listening to you. I feel lighter. <laughs> I feel inspired to, to go out and try something, but I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be appropriate or, mm. oh, I hope that this message will be useful in the world. We are just spontaneously playing with each other for this yeah. time every week. And I am actually very grateful for that experience. And it's yeah. been fun. And I just hope that we can just, I just look forward to continuing it. Me too, great. Dad. I love it. Hi Wednesdays, highlight of my week. And I've said it before. I mean it in earnest. Highlight of my week. And it's if so the listeners get value from it, that'll be bonus. But I'm oh. I'm just, in, I'm just loving it. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> 